Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan, here with Big Cass. Uh, we are still the reigning number one podcast, number one Ohio We're, State podcast. Shout out Big Game Boomer. Uh, but, wait, 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 wait. We can't be the anymore. Oh, uh, the has been the tra- has been trademarked by right. the Ohio State. We're so just we are bunch, bunch of us podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we might get yeah. We don't want we don't want Ohio State's legal team showing up. But uh, great point, Cass. So we gotta change that. But right now <laughs> it's the NBA draft. Uh, basically, Malachi and EJ they could go at any moment. Last time I looked, the Hawks just picked so and they didn't go. Uh, looks like the Rockets are picking now. We'll keep you updated on that. But Cass, huge week for uh, Ohio State recruiting. Brian Hartline's a genius. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Gets Carnell Tate on Monday. It's uh, Ennis. Ennis on Tuesday. And then yesterday, Noah Rogers. And it was funny because Michigan's wide receiver coach – must have not been paying attention to the news or something. Dropped into his DMs and Noah Rogers said, "Go Bucks." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think it, it's just it's insane that Hortline has a three-headed monster now at receiver for the future. We already have a we have a crazy receiving core right now, and it's, just think it's only going to get better. I know. I knew a lot of people might disagree with this and stuff. But it's kind of like, you know, when it comes to wide receiver coaches, and I'm not, I'm not saying like Zach Smith's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he built the foundation of Zone Six, like with Michael Thomas and uh, KJ Hill, Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin. No, like he's like, and he's he, also like he, Percy Harvin at Florida. Like he coached a lot of good receivers, yeah. and he built the foundation of Zone Six. And what Brian Hartline is doing <laughs> is just. Is expanding it. It's it's crazy because like if you were if you're any college program, you'd be like, wow, it's a great job by that receivers coach. And then what Hartline's doing is blowing that out of the water. It's big game boomer, our boy, put out his top wide receiver uh, coaches, and Hartline was number one. So uh, it just goes to show you. And Cass, uh, this is kind of a good segue because we're going to get into our our you know our, our quarterback recruit versus another team's recruit. But I made the cycle. I made the chart. And it's really this simple. It's just like Hartline goes out, he recruits all these five-star receivers, then all these quarterbacks are like, oh, I want to come play at Ohio State with Ryan Day. We get the quarterbacks and receivers. We win a lot of games. They get a lot of money. The cycle repeats, and we just keep – the wheel keeps on churning. And don't forget what Tony Alford's doing at the running back position too. I mean, right now we've got three studs at running back. And people are like, well, we need to draft – recruit some running backs well yeah that, that time's coming we just got three studs right now we got we got one guy that has one year of eligibility at least left and i'm mayan williams i mean he's got two but he's gone after this year um then you got travion henderson who's been seen as one of the best backs in college football um that's been for this year and then you got evan Pryor. i mean the the list list the Two of those guys still are still going to be here for at least three more years. Mayan Williams is going to be gone after this year. So 
the offense is not going anywhere. Plus, still all the wide receivers. Devin Brown, Dylan Raiola coming in I, in 2024. It's insane. I like – I mean, it's not a done deal. Uh, but I like the 2024 recruit. Uh, he Ohio State extended him the offer at running back Stacy Gage. Have you seen him doing the the workouts with Tony Alford? Uh, mm-hmm. Dude is quick. He is very explosive. Uh, I think I, I just got to put a little muscle on him, a little more muscle. But I think that guy could be special. So I mean, I think if we got him in the class of 2024, I'd be pretty happy with that. And I think that I mean, kind of fits into what we're trying to do on the offense. He's a quick, explosive guy back there who could probably catch passes. I mean, you get you get him uh, in a summer with Mickey Marotti. I, I, he, it's not going to be that bad. I mean, off season with Mickey Marotti in a summer with him, I, I'll feel confident a bit about Gage um, and stuff like this. But like, I mean, I mean, heck, we I can't wait to see what Travion Henderson looks like because you know, starting Sunday, they get let loose to Mickey Marotti, man, because the coaches were out golfing today. And you know Brian Hartline deserved to shoot shoot nine hole, uh, eighteen holes with Ryan Day. I, I wonder how competitive that eighteen holes, if they did play eighteen holes, was. Oh, all right. So it's probably much better than me. Uh, I'm just gonna say I am the worst golfer. Like I've actually been getting into golf this week, Cass. Uh, went on Saturday, took us seven hours. <laughs> it was it was eighteen holes, just the slowest people in front of us. And then uh, going again on Friday, tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're just much better than me. So looks like they're having a good time. Do you think Do you think any of those coaches could could uh, play in the PGA Tour? Maybe the Live Tour. Maybe the Live Tour. Uh, I think I bet you, Hartline. I bet you Brian Hartline. Honestly, I bet you Ryan Day is a mean golfer. He's, he's an athlete. Like, have you ever seen the videos of him shooting three-pointers or, like, playing quarterback? I feel like – and he's a smart guy, too. I feel like he would be a really good, good, good at golf. I think he could also make make a tournament. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think Heartline and uh, – um, yeah. Heck, I think Jim Knowles could probably play golf well. We need one of our coaches to qualify for the Memorial in Dublin, just see how they shoot oh, against the yeah. field. Right. And by the way, people, I know they're complaining. We don't have any defense recruits. That time's coming. We just signed two uh, five-star, you know, defensive players this year, CJ Hicks and Sonny Styles. Sonny Styles. Sorry for the technical difficulties. But uh, in Sonny Styles, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about – I think once – I think once we see what this defense does this year and see how good they could be, that's when these – that's when you'll start seeing the, the stockpile of uh, DBs, d- off defensive line, and um, and you know linebackers. And I, I think the same thing with offensive line. I think the reason why we're getting the backs, the uh, the skill players now on offense, is because we know what the everybody these players know what's going on. They know what what the ground, what the what Ryan Day and Hartline and Tony Alford and Kevin well, Wilson. They also, know what they is expected and stuff. It, Justin Fry is new, so I mean. Also, when you overhaul an entire defensive staff, they gotta come in and kind of establish what they got with the guys that they have, and kind of get everything going immediately. Recruiting kind of probably falls, you know, to a oh, this is a tomorrow me problem or something like that. Yeah, it, and it it, it kind of is though. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like I said, I think with the big time defensive recruits and big time offensive line recruits. 
they're going to see what Justin Fry and Jim Knowles and, you know, the new defensive staff is going to do. So, you know, and see what the style of you know, play and the way they coach and stuff. And then that's when I think we'll start seeing the stockpile. I think Ohio, plus Ohio State, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, oh, Ryan Day needs $13 million with the NIL. Bro, that NIL money is coming in. And plus Ohio State sells its stuff. Heck, Tennessee, I think Tennessee was going to out, try to outbid Carnell Tate with money, and it didn't happen. It's, it's these players, yeah, they want to make money, but they want to co- be coached by the best. Also, I, I love that Ohio State is doing the NIL cleanly too, um, and everything. And uh, other teams are just complaining about it. It's it's they have over a thousand NIL deals in one year. It's we're ranking Ohio State is ranking number one in NIL compensation and number of athletes who have at least one NIL deal and it's over a thousand. So, I mean, what Ohio State is doing with the NIL, it's, it's perfect. It's, you know, you got, you got the foundation, obviously with Cardale and the shot and scenes, uh, we're, you know, we're just killing every metric, but it's all legal and it's all, it's all well thought out and strategic, which, which I like. It's not just, you know, we're blindly throwing money away. It's, you know, we're, we're, we have our lawyers, we have our compliance people. We have, people in, in in power that are you know making sure this is going smoothly and you know it's it's going to pay dividends in you know 10 15 years from now i, I guarantee it you're you're absolutely 100% correct but you know who not big on nil don't you yeah and, and it it kind of it's kind of like what I, all right last week when i went on my Notre Dame rant about oh how they think they're so smart with the education and everything well Look! Look who else is doing the same thing. It, it's they're they're going to go with the argument that you know it's the education that you should come here for. Which you know, okay, that's great. Except when you do the calculus and the actual math behind it, and Harbaugh is all about oh, we want you know a transforming a transformative experience here at Michigan. Great. I don't care about transforming. I can I can smoke a peace pipe and go on a Native American you know like like animal trip or whatever if i want an experience like what harbaugh wants is just not feasible because <laughs> when you do the actual math and kind of weigh out the pros and cons oh yeah michigan i'll get a great education ohio state i still get a good education make millions and By the way, develop ohio, me better. ohio state was ranked higher than both michigan and notre dame so i don't know where they you're not going to get a great education i to you know my wife and my but you know and one of my best buddies, you, got and your future wife have degrees from Ohio State. The degree, like, the degree you get from Ohio State, the Michigan versus Ohio State is not. It's not marginally better than just sacrificing millions of dollars. That's like it's just not. And, and you know, if they want to be you know, die on that hill and truly believe that their degree is worth a little bit more, when all these guys are getting fat checks and winning games. And they'll get their degrees and go to the NFL, live in that fairy tale world. Honestly, unless you have an Ivy League school degree, if you go for a job application, say if I have a degree, I mean, okay, take my tech school degree from Ohio Media School versus your Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, sorry, the, the Ohio State University uh, we degree. We no. go into a job interview. We're applying for the same position, right? 
I go in and nail the interview. Dan, say, I'm not saying it would, I'm just throwing this as an example. Dan goes in there and he doesn't have a great interview like me. They're, they're not going to hire Dan just because he has an Ohio State degree. No. They're going to hire who's best qual- who they think best qualified. It doesn't matter unless unless it's an Ivy League. I, the I, only I, schools I, like the only the only time it ever matters is, is if like you're trying to go to like a prestigious law firm that only hires like Harvard grads, like in or Yale or, or Dartmouth like, or Cornell. I mean, it doesn't at, matter. It doesn't matter where you I mean, unless look, you're trying to do one of those things. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, look at Andy Bernard. He he worked at a failing paper company and had a degree from Cornell. Exactly. If, I mean, if, if you don't, if people are like, "Well, who the hell is Andy Bernard?" Okay, watch The Office. <laughs> I mean, it's look Ohio State. I'm pretty sure invented the four logo, so people forget that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're on pick twenty. San Antonio is on the clock, and we're still waiting for EJ Liddell. And Malachi Brennan They're to like go be selected. They're like number one and number two at this point. Yeah. On the board. I don't know. Liddell's three. I don't know. Maybe the NBA scouts listen to me just rant about Ohio State basketball. <laughs> They're penalizing them. They, they tuned into the Bunch of Nuts podcast. They saw Big Game Boomer. Because Oklahoma City had so many picks, they saw Big Game Boomer ranked this highly, and they, they all hopped on and listened to my Holtman rants. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. <laughs> Holtman's there in presence. That's probably why. My buddy, my buddy texted me and he's like, "Why does Holtman look like a preacher and not a basketball coach?" Like it's so true though. Like, like I'm sorry, I'm just I'm done with this. I saw they were advertising the NIL fund. They're like, "Oh, for uh, ten thousand dollars, you can get go to this dinner and get uh, a photograph with Ryan Day and Chris Holtman." I just wanted to be like, "Can I just pay you five thousand? And I only get Ryan Day, and we just like, <laughs> like I just. <laughs> what, what was it I sent you the other day? Oh, some sports history that you'd like wish that never existed. And I said, Dan, let me get your. <laughs> I said, middle of summer workouts, firing Thad and hiring Chris Holman. No, and, and believe it or not, I said I said the Sean Wade targeting. That's that's the one I wish never happened. Yeah, I, I pretty much went with the same thing. Other than I said, twenty fifteen Michigan State loss, yeah. uh, 20, 2021 Michigan loss. So the Michigan fans can shut up. Oh, by the way, great article this week at uh, week. Um, what's his name? Colton Denning, I believe. Uh, he does like the Ohio State YouTube videos. He posts an article uh, just about ranking every Ohio State loss since two thousand two and how mad it still makes me. Great piece of writing. He, he 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 ranked like fifty of them in depth. You might not agree with the list, but it's a it's a great think piece and gets you thinking. We so have fifty losses since two thousand. We've had we had fifty losses since two thousand two. Uh, I don't know. Thirty seven. My bad. Thirty seven. It's he he goes over over thirty seven. Like for example, thirty seven is the Virginia Tech. Ohio, the Virginia Tech loss because obviously went on to win a national championship. So yeah, I think that one doesn't stink. Yeah, that one doesn't frustrate me as much. Now, if we didn't win the national championship that year, it probably would frustrate me a little bit more. Number one, guess what he had? 20, 21, Michigan. No, you'll, I don't think you'll, you'll guess this. I'll give you two more guesses. 2021, 20, Clemson? It, 
It's since 2002, so it's a big time oh, for it. Oh, Jesus. I'll give you one more guess. <laughs> it's not 2019 Clemson, then. I, all right, I'll, I'll narrow it down for you. It, it, it's before we started the podcast, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, cut, I'll cut the time frame out of that. Is it in the 2010s? Close. So it's not in the 2010s. Close. <laughs> 2009 Purdue. Oh, so close. It's 2009, USC 18, Ohio State 15. I don't even remember that. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I was like, when did this happen? Like, I remember it, but, like, obviously I went down a list of games. Like, the 2000, that year's Purdue game pissed me off more because Terrell Pryor turned the ball over three or four times. I just, I, yeah, uh, that one, I, I absolutely that watched number it. one? Because that's USC Ohio State, I think, early on in the season. So, like, I absolutely watched that, but I don't remember that for some reason. And I don't think a lot of people do. So, I thought that was an interesting one. Uh, at number two, he had Oklahoma and Ohio State, the 2017 oh, Baker 20, Mayfield. Yeah, game. that one. That one I was there. Awesome. It wasn't a, that wasn't a frustrating loss. That was just a weird loss. That was like we were in control and then we lost. Yeah, but it's, I think what's frustrating about is Baker Mayfield trying to plant a flag on turf. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I was just over it, though. I was just, it was, I don't know. It was a weird, that was a weird um, loss. I'd take 2015 Michigan State, 2019 Clemson, and. 2021 Michigan at the top. Like, it has to be at the top, in my opinion. Number six was the Oregon game. I agree. That was a frustrating one. And then the Purdue one was seven. Purdue against uh, when they just shredded us. Oh. <laughs> Haskins. Yeah. That that one was frustrating because it was just like, what's happening here? <laughs> okay. Iowa, the year before that, had – their very first game where they waved to the damn, damn fans to the hospital. Yeah, it wasn't fair to just... that out against us. And then the very next year, they bring Tyler Trent out there. And it's like, for Purdue, it's like, how come that always happens? Like, how come that always happens to Ohio State? Like, like how about you do that for Bama? <laughs> like, <laughs> I need that same energy, but, like, I need – I need, hey, Ole Miss, who you got for them? Or like Mississippi State. Mississippi State. State. <laughs> you have something. Like, do you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mississippi State's weird because of Mike Leach. Arkansas. Like, what would be a sob story in like Arkansas? Just a, a meth the, head. Bill we brought, Clinton. We brought died. in a meth head. Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton passing away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if the state of Arkansas likes Ma- Bill Clinton. Monica Lewinsky. Uh, <laughs> Auctions off her dress. Yeah, or something. Just who knows? All right. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm <laughs> taking a look at the draft. Hold on. Let's see. I don't think anyone's got picked. Oh. Oh, nope. Malachi Branham is a spur. Ooh, I like that. That's a good pick. We don't know how long much he'll get with Popovich because Pop's, you know, he, he looks like he only has a year or two left in my opinion. But with uh, Branham, uh, Deontay Murray, um, 
Dude, I think I think EJ Liddell at twenty four to Milwaukee makes sense. It does, and that's a great fit for him too. They could totally use a guy like EJ Liddell. Heck, even this pick at Denver would look good for or even twenty two at with Memphis. Got those guards. Memphis can compliment Memphis could absolutely use a guy like him. If he goes to Golden State, I wouldn't be happy. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. Like, okay, the NBA finals. Okay, the NBA finals this year. Were you mad? Like, no. Like, like it was like, oh yeah, Steph, the Warriors won. Like, okay, it was a good finals until game, until the fourth quarter of Game Five, where basically Boston gave up. I mean, I wasn't mad. I think we just all forgot that, like, how good Clay Thompson is and like Steph Curry, because like Clay was obviously hurt. Um, yeah, and we just forgot for like a couple of years, and COVID kind of messed things up. Uh, and, and, it, and and I mean, Boston was ruckus, and it was a, a tough place to play. So I mean, and Boston's always a tough place to play. Speaking of tough t- places to play, great segue, way. bud. I love it. All right, this dude uh, picked his top three in each conference, and uh, I I think when he, I mean, you you when you you liked it. Um, I liked it. I can, I saw he put some thought behind it. At least I respect when people go out on a limb and they don't go with just the safe picks. If that makes sense, Cass. Yeah, um, I'll give you my top three from each conference. I mean, just my top three. Yeah, I mean, I'll do my top three as well. Um, might as well do ACC, uh, Clemson. I mean, I think that'd be a great atmosphere. I don't honestly. I don't know about now. I think two years ago, um, I think Clemson would be number one. I mean, obviously, it's still number one. But I think it would be, like, top five in the country just because how good they are. But I think just as bad as the ACC has been, um, I would say – and I don't, I don't believe in – I don't believe in um, Clemson anymore, really. But I would still go Clemson number one. I would go Virginia. I'm agreeing with this list right here. I'm uh, so far. I'm going uh, Virginia Tech number two. I think when you hear that enter the Sandman at a night game at Virginia Tech, I think that's just so powerful. I'm not going Florida State at three. I'm going. I think just for. I think um, I in the future maybe, but I kind of like North Carolina. I think North Carolina would be a tough place to a tougher place to play than Florida State. I, just is there, I mean, not North Carolina, North Carolina State, NC State. I just think with NC State, the way they're building up, um, Ohio State's played there before, and it's been it was pretty ruckus. I mean, I'll go there, number three in the ACC at NC State. I agree with most of the list. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't hate the uh, the ACC pick by them. I think, I think all three are pretty good for me. Um, I, I see the thought behind them. You also, I mean, you you put you you make some good points there, Cass. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I th- I'm fine with Clemson, Virginia Tech, Florida State. Just coming to mind, those are probably um, naturally the most hard. Um, I think the Big Ten. I, I would like to say you would probably have to put Ohio State and Michigan over Iowa and Nebraska, but I do like those outside the box picks. Um, I, I see where he's coming from. They are very hard places to play. I think the Big Ten has probably the most hard places to play consistently. The Big Twelve is where um, I, I think the Big Ten for me. The, 
the Big Ten for me will be Penn State, Ohio State. I'm going Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Interesting. Because, um, I mean, think about it. If Wisconsin's leading in the fourth quarter, you hear the jump around going off and that whole fourth quarter. I mean, think about the double overtime game where Ohio, where Nick Bosa sacked uh, – who was the quarterback for – Sackenberg? Sackenberg? No, Nick Bosa against uh, Wisconsin. Who was the quarterback he sacked? Jack Cohn? Jack Cohn? No. Oh, I forgot his name. He was not, not some good. Random white, some <laughs> random white boy quarterback. <laughs> he wasn't good. <laughs> That's all that matters. No, but we kind of made him look good at points. Uh, I think Mel, wasn't Melvin Gordon was the running back. He was the running back after Melvin Gordon. James White? I don't know, but we had a tough time against Jonathan Wisconsin. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was it Taylor? I think. Hold on, that was in 2016, right? Oh, 16. Shit. Or was it 17? Very confusing me, man. But all right, I will say while you're researching that, I want to say uh, in the ACC, the one the one place uh, I think we could throw on there actually is Louisville. Um, I think Louisville could be a tough place to play if, like, if if it, if they're ranked highly, uh, I think the crowd can definitely get into it. For me, uh, Big Ten though, Hornybrook. Mm, yeah, that's- and and Corey Clement went twenty five carries for one hundred and sixty four yards. Insane. Um, no touchdowns. In the Big Twelve, I had. Uh, let's take a look. I feel like. Did he count Oklahoma State on there? I don't believe he did. I feel like you gotta put Stillwater in there over OU, but I like I'm the going, West Virginia and Iowa State pick. I'm going Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I yeah. can see that. Pac twelve. Um, all right. This is where it gets a little nuts. Personally, I think you gotta throw in Corvallis. And you got to throw in Putnam for Washington State. So Oregon State and Washington State, um, if it's like a Friday night game, you're done. You're done. I, I'm going Washington because it's loud. You, I will go Utah. Oh, no, I'll go Oregon. Washington, Oregon. I'm going to Arizona State, man. I'm going to go. So I'm going to go Washington State. Oregon State, and then USC, but the caveat is that USC is like a highly ranked team again. Because when the when the when the the Coliseum is rocking, it's rocking. Yeah. Uh, SEC, I have LSU number one, hands down. I have Al- Alabama two, and I'm going Florida three. But I'm also going to be a three that there's three A. Well, my 3B is going to be South Carolina. I would say uh, for me, this is tough, man. Definitely got to have LSU on there. Got to have the swamp. I'm going to throw out. I think I honestly think sometimes Kentucky their stamp can be hard to play at. I think their fans get into it, especially if they, they you know, they've had an upset or two. Uh, and no one ever wants to go to that stadium. Kentucky's not a place you're excited to go play at. 
So that makes that place even harder to play, I think. Yeah. Okay, if you okay, we're gonna go back to the Big Ten because we kind of said this. We can't choose Ohio State. Okay. So if you're an Ohio State football player, obviously Penn State's number one. And I kind of gotta throw Iowa back in. I mean, Michigan, I mean I wanna say Michigan's top five, obviously. But I want to go Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin. Here's why Iowa. One, you got to walk into a pink locker room. And then two, the Iowa fans are nuts. And three, you have you have the children's hospital. Like that, like you're waving to the hospital. How do you get back? Like, how do you get motivated to get back to start playing again? I wouldn't wave. <laughs> Just don't wave. I don't acknowledge, don't acknowledge them. I'm so like, it's like coach, sorry. I gotta go to coach. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> Lock in. We got a game to win. And I think that's what happened with Ohio. I mean, Ohio State in 2016. I mean, 2017. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, that, that was a little, little good, little debate there, Cass. I, I mean. There's a lot of good places to play. Like I thought, I thought maybe throw the Rose Bowl on the list. Uh, not when I don't think it would be there. tough. <laughs> not, I don't think it'd be tough if it just the Rose Bowl. If that makes okay, sense. Like we'll just game. we'll play it. We'll play it like this. The top stadium five, itself is tough to play at. Not top. Not top five. Like. It's not. It has nothing to do with toughness. Top five stadiums you would love to go see. Ohio State go play in. Uh, that's and a great don't, one. And you can't say national championship because the national championship changes hands every year. All right. I got – I would like us to see us play a game at West Virginia, um, like Morgantown. Um, I would like us uh, to go do to look Tennessee. Up, look up uh, Ohio State versus West Virginia 1998. It was Tennessee. a Friday night game. Tennessee. Friday night game. Boulder, Colorado. Colorado? Yeah, I feel they have a cool stadium. Um, I would like to see them do ooh, uh, South Carolina um, and then Appalachian State, their stadium in the mountains. Just We we could go play there for a game. That would be a nice homage to them for beating Michigan. Okay. And these got to be stadiums that, you know, you know, in my lifetime, we've never seen them play. Like, Exclude. This doesn't count any Big Ten team. Yeah, I'm just thinking like wild stadiums okay. that I would go and be hyped for. I think. Oh, you imagine Ohio State at LSU in Death Valley. Ooh. I don't know. I don't feel like I. I you know what? I scratched that. I think it'd be cool to watch on TV, but to go in person, I don't feel like getting my ass kicked. Imagine Ohio State against. I do agree with South Carolina. Yeah, like South Carolina um, in Columbia would be cool, yeah. or we could do like a, a half somewhere halfway. I don't know where that would be. <laughs> Columbia would be nice. It, it's they have a cool uh, stadium. Tennessee would be fun. I think I would go to Tennessee as long as they're not playing the Buckeyes because their fans are idiots. I don't know. I I, I kind of like. I would like to see Ohio State play uh, out there in the West Coast. I like to see him. I would like to see him play Utah. It's Hawaii. Also 
at, at Hawaii. <laughs> the Aloha Bowl. <laughs> Do you know how much fun that would be if we played at Hawaii? Uh, it'd have to be week zero, of course. Yeah. I think I think Ohio State playing at Utah in the mountains or BYU Ooh. would be so much fun. They need to get on this. Why do we play against like Purdue and Indiana? Why why do we play against some of these teams, like Rutgers? We get to go to we get to go to New Brunswick, but we could be going to like Hawaii or Bull, some of these beautiful uh, I mean, I think I think a home and home with Utah or BYU would be nice. Think about it. You get to go to Utah where there's a lot of mountains. I think we should, all our non-conference games should just be old Urban Meyer teams. So we're going to play Bowling Green, Utah, and Florida as all our non-conference opponents and then Big Ten schedule. Let's the, do it. The year, the year we put Urban, Urban Meyer in the uh, Hall of Fame, the Ohio State Hall of Fame. I'm just – this is the point, Cass. This is bad because we're at the point where I'm like really craving college football – I know yes. they, they said the new college football games would be coming out next year. Um, I Which hope did they- you see? Did you see what they're doing? They they sent an application, not an application, but they sent a form for the schools who are participating in the game to put their ga- pregame and game in game traditions. Dude, that's going to be hype. You it see them should re- be good. As long as Tennessee Jeff's not on the game. I, I, I swear, though, that'd be sweet. That would be hilarious if they put some random – you know how they put fans in the stand? They put some bald guy yeah. at the at the end of the stadium where you run around. It would be, that would be hilarious. Cass, I almost forgot. Arch Manning. <laughs> we completely forgot about this, and we have five minutes left. But Arch Manning today committed to Texas. Quinn Ewers will probably not be there. That is obviously sarcasm. He's he, he, it's he, class of twenty twenty four, so yours will probably be a junior or something or gone by then. But it's funny. No, he's class of twenty twenty three. Arch Manning is well, whatever. It's someone did the math online. Well, Quinn 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 yours will not be there. I think he'll enter the portal week two at halftime <laughs> against Alabama when he uh, when he throws five picks. But in 2025, week one, we're supposed to play Texas, but we know that the SEC schedule will completely change. I guarantee you we lose that home and home with Texas, I, I, or at least we only play them once because the new SEC schedule. I guarantee that. I will guarantee you that. I feel like they're going to end up moving that to a uh, neutral site game. I could, I and, we will not, and we will not see Dylan Riola versus Archimedes. We'll see Dylan Riola versus Texas, but maybe not Dylan Riola versus – Arch Manning. But that being said, Dylan Raiola versus Arch Manning could happen, as of right now, most likely will happen. Um, well, not Dylan Raiola versus Arch Manning. You also got the three headed monster at receiver we just got, too. Yeah, and who's that's the thing. Who is Arch Manning? As of right now, who's Arch Manning going through it to? He don't know. Raiola's Jay, already, Raiola's already practicing with these guys. Jaden Ballard is going to enter the portal. I don't think and go, so. and go to Alabama. <laughs> you know, yeah, it'd be a first round pick with our luck. Uh, real quick, uh, congratulations, Jim Trestle, retiring today. Uh, stepped down as Youngstown State's president. Maybe Ohio State can actually officially honor the man. And congratulations to Aaron Kraft and Sean Springs, two of the biggest names, and, and Tom Tupa. 
three big names going into the Ohio State Hall of Fame, two football players and Aaron Kraft. We know what he did on the offense court. Is it time, like, and we can say this, uh, like Tim Hall said from 97.1 on Twitter, is it time to put the number four in the rafters? Uh, yeah, I know Ohio State has that weird rule. Or that, then it's. I, I think they need to do it though. Kraft, Kraft is the embodiment of the program. He has hit great shots, great hustler, all around, just a legend of the game. Uh, I mean, he's he's a fan favorite. I think he definitely needs his number retired. Uh, I think I think and, a lot of people would agree with that. And, and real quick, before we leave, when do they finally officially honor Jim Trestle at Ohio State? The Will it be this State year? Game when they play Youngstown State in a few years. Okay. Next, is it next year? I believe it's 2023. Should be 2023. Okay. I, I think it's next year. I, they'll do it next, next year. year. Uh, oh, one last note. Also, shout out to Trumpet, the Bloodhound, won the competition. And, oh, won, won uh, Westminster Best Dog in Show. Uh, first time a hound has won it ever, and I have a hound. So just shout out oh. to Carmen. Just relevant there. And... One more thing, uh, congratulations to Cade Stover. I did not even know Ohio State had a, well, Ohio had a Formula One race. It's in Mid Ohio. Uh, it's a 200 mile race. Um, he's Cade Stover is going to be in a 2023 Honda Civic. So, <laughs> congrats, Cade. That's an interesting uh, well, car to drive. And good luck to the Ohio State football team because they they now have been. And shifted into Mickey Marotti's hands as the coaches go on vacay. Yep. Say a quick prayer. Um, and that's all I really got, Cass. Anything else? So I, no, that's all I got. As all, EJ, oh, wait. Hold on. Where's oh, EJ Liddell? Oh. Has he been? Pick is in. We're refreshing Twitter. I'm refreshing NBA.com. I'm refreshing on. I don't think it's Liddell. Nope. Majarn Bocamp. But could you see EJ Liddell going? Oh, hey. Is it San Antonio? The 2020. It is Milwaukee. Oh, they cut Marjan Bocamp. Yeah. From League Ignite. I think he goes to. Going. I'm saying Spurs, Spurs, Spurs Mavericks, Mavericks, Mavericks or Warriors, my pick. But oh. as always, we have a minute left. As always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Us podcast. We'll keep you updated on EJ Liddell on Twitter, but go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs>